Hey everyone, welcome to Security Headlines. I'm your host Philip, welcome to a new episode. Today we've got a really fun episode ahead of us. I'm sure you're all aware of the projects such as FreeNAS. FreeNAS is the world's biggest operating system for network attached storage system, aka NASAS. Today I have the founder with me, Oliver. How are you doing today? Great, thanks. So before we jump into FreeNAS, to understand FreeNAS, maybe we need to understand the person behind it. So what is your involvement in FreeBSD and why did you jump into that rabbit hole? And what got you interested? Uh, I, I'm just, I was involved in the FreeBSD project because of FreeNAS. Um, because okay. Yeah, I, was, I, was no, I was no aware about FreeBSD before starting FreeNAS. So, so it's quite, uh, yes, it's quite, uh, but for that, I need to tell the story of FreeNAS. Yeah, so we need, okay, so we need to go back to 2005. At this moment, I was just a network engineer, but also very network specialized, not at all a operating system admin or stuff like that. But so at home at this moment, I have one firewall, a very small firewall based on the open source project called Monowall. It's the, the grandfather of PFSense or OpenSense, I would say. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I had this kind of very small like this very small little PC at home. It's a PC engine wrap. It was my firewall at home. Um, it, um, it, this is the open source project called Monowall. Um, at home, I had a server under my TV. It was a media center called Jigbox. It's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a base project. My needs at this moment was, hey, I want to, I wasn't a NAS, but at home. So I tried to look on the internet, found what kind of project. My, my goal was at this moment, the, the PC, uh, you can have four hard drives in your standard PC. There was two ID bus with one there, one slave on each. Um, so my, my, my goal was, hey, I want an operating system able to boot from a USB key, but USB key was 16 megabyte, I believe, uh, very small <laughs> at this 2005, remember? I tried to look on the internet. Uh, there was some open source NAS project. There was one called OpenFiler, a Linux based, but you have to install a full operating system. So on the small USB kit, it doesn't work. The other one was called NAS Lite, commercial project. It was able to boot from a floppy disk at this moment, but I didn't want that. To, I, I want my old, to reconvert my old, my old PC to, to an NAS. So I, just, I really want a USB storage. So I didn't find the, the, a solution to, to match my need. So I went on, on the, the Jigbox, my media center project. I went on their forum on, on the internet and I asked them, hey guys, I want to create a new open source project because it, it, it could be fun because I want to create a NAS project. And the guys helped me as I say, hey, yeah, we, we think about, you could download, we've we got an experimental project, try to download it, try it, 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 it will be fun. But the, before to be able, to, it, it's not a, to, to, to download the project, I had to use a version control system called, called GNU Arch, you know, like Subversion or Git, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a, a previous one. And I was not, <laughs> I'm not a system admin guy at this Right, so I was not able to, to use it to download the source. So I tried to customize a BusyBox because at this time it was, oh, okay. it was, yes. But that failed because BusyBox, you start from the source, you have to compile a BusyBox from source. 
And I failed to do that too, because it was too complex for me. So yeah, <laughs> failure and failure. And one day I had to, I was updating the rules of, of my firewall at home, my, my monohole firewall. The web interface was, was quite very interesting, very easy to read. Here is the idea of freeness. My idea was, hey, why not patching this uh, monowall project and replacing the menus and the web UI, replacing the, the rules, the firewalls by, by, by just a Samba or FTP server or stuff like that. Hopefully on the website of this project, there was a, um, the monowall developer's handbook. And the guy wrote a huge document explaining from, from scratch how to build your mono wall. We are not talking about Busybox. It's just, he starts from a free BSD and he copies mm -hmm. a binary on the, on the USB stick. So with my level, with my newbie level, it was very easy to just copy file to a, to a USB stick. So I did that. One week later, Freenas was, <laughs> was done, I will say. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, uh, I had my NAS working at home. So the project could be done here. I, I, I finished, it's, it, it was okay. Mm -hmm. But the license of Monowall was a BSD license, so my idea was, okay, uh, I've used a open source project for that. It helped me for my personal usage. So, okay, I will publish my project on the internet, but just because it was not for, I was not looking for other users, but just for... Uh, Feedback or... Yeah, just for say thank you to the guy to say, okay, if you want to play with it, you can play with it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was just my, my, my purpose, okay, nothing more. Uh, but I believe with the name Freenas was free, and it's a very easy name and a very combination. And I believe because of the name, lots of people found the website and use it. And then the craziness of Freenas started. <laughs> and I was bringing to this project because, because of this. Amazing. I did some research and you had a presentation about Freenas on a FreeBSD user group summit and there you told you had 1,000 downloads the first month. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's insane. How, why do you think it, it was so successful already from the beginning? I believe, I believe people was writing free on NAS on Google. I don't know. It's, I really, but it was not insane. For me, it was a standard. You know, I have no idea. It's my first open source project. So oh, okay. I believe before six months or one year, I had no idea it was a success project. You know, I, I, it was my first experience. So okay. I, I, don't, I didn't notice that. I said, okay, uh, lots of downloads, perhaps it's a standard. I don't know. It's so I it didn't. You didn't <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I didn't react at all because I believed it was a standard, but not at all. <laughs> And the project just grew from there and then more and more features and then community oh, yeah. plugins yeah. and uh... yeah I, I was bringing to the yeah it, it was very impressive to have lots of requests from users and to to answer to them to, to their requests not so not always easy because uh, for me the free nas very important the concept of nas it's an appliance it means it was doing just one thing on one thing well, serving file, for example. And lots of people asking me, uh, print, uh, adding some print server feature or BitTorrent feature. And I was, uh, for me, it was a, a difficult decision because if you, if you add all this feature to a NAS, it's, it's no more NAS, just a, a, a server with, with a web interface. So yeah. the NAS, what is the, so it was not so easy. So at the moment, I, I chose to, to try to add the, the plugging feature to this project and to focus to the core of NAS, but letting the 
community to choose what they want to do with because the concept of open source it needs to be open it's people should be able to do what they want with so yes uh, this was very interesting because yeah uh, when the community want to go to the direction you don't not agree with them or you need to be uh, to, to give them a solution to, to let them going where they want to they want to go it's it's quite interesting it's uh, it, it was um, it was very interesting uh, as a as a human i will say with all this interaction how the, how to manage a community uh, international community it was very interesting for example I'm French, and with the difference with the European person and the U.S. Uh, community, quite, it was very interesting. <laughs> what are some of the bigger differences there between the communities based on uh, geographical location? Uh, um, huh. It's, uh, for example, when I give uh, Freenas to the company called EX System, the company who is working on Freenas right now, it's a U.S. company. Okay. So, uh, as a European when the European community learned that, they were very afraid of, because uh, for us, I would say for us, yes, for all of them, when you give that to a US person, they would do a lot of money with it. So they will change, they were afraid of that, that the, the new company, Ike System, want to sell Freenas and remove some feature. On they want to keep. commercialize it. Yes, they were oh. very afraid. From a European vision, when you give a project to an American company, uh, it's we're talking about business now. Um, so I was afraid of about, uh, about this concept. So I had to talk with my community to say, no, it's, uh, the guarantee will stay open and stuff. It's very interesting because, yeah, I was not expect this reaction, but to feel some, yeah, cultural change between two groups of people, it's interesting. Did, did it change a lot because of the massive uh, user adoption? Did it change a lot when you kind of when the project went from just being a fun hobby project to being more of an enterprise software that a lot of people uh, rely on? It changed a lot. Uh, not, perhaps not good <laughs> because it was a fun toys in the beginning. You don't have lots of responsibility or stuff like that. Yeah. But when you have thousands and thousands of users using it, it, you have there is a concept of responsibility who came <laughs> and it's not fun it's not fun anymore <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, i remember last time it was just before a weekend i received a mail from the i believe it's the japan security team saying there's a big secu security flaws in freeness okay but my plan was to to go to the weekend with my family but i received this mail and i said hey, i need to fix that quick it was okay. stupid <laughs> the, the, the server the web server of freelance was <laughs> it's a newbie project made made by a guy who don't who was learning coding so it's crazy yeah. okay so the web interface was running as a root users so he has a full, the full has all the power yeah yes um there was a, a web page about uh, that gives console access to the you, you can type command line access oh, wow. from the interface which is okay but I forgot to include the authentication page <laughs> to this page. Uh. Which is quite <laughs> huge, very huge security problem. So, so the project, which was just, just a hobby in my free time, became more and more challenging, I would say, because I have a job, I have a family to keep. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's because very, very hard to, to have to, to, to receive all these requests and, yes, all these responsibilities. Yeah, to handle the time, I would, uh, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think the handover went? Are you happy with IX Systems 
has made of it. And uh, what do you yeah. think of uh, FreeNAS today? When I when I left FreeNAS, I left FreeNAS because I made the conclusion of we need to re rewrite it because from, I talk about the plugin system or stuff like that because I made a choice. I start with a very small as a fork of the monorail project. It was very hard to evolve the system. So someone have to do a lot of rewrite and investing a lot of time. And I didn't have any more time. Uh, when I started for NAS, I didn't have a children. <laughs> it was no more the case. So my free time, so yes, uh, uh, Higgs systems invest lots of, I will say, of their developers and we agree. So yes, yeah, I believe I'm quite proud of what they did to it. Other part of the community prefer to stay with, I will say, the historical branch. Okay. They tried fork. It was called NAS for free for a long time. And this is this is very interesting. I like that because from a first project, you create lots of small projects. And so yeah, they forget and they yeah, do whatever like you want. Like awesome. in the nature, it's, it's great. And I, I love this. We do lots of different ideas, different projects, different experimentation. I, I like I like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's certainly the power of the open source community that you create something and then people can just fork it and do whatever they want with it, uh, their own implementations of it. It's really amazing. So let's jump into uh, community interaction a bit, the co uh, community plugins. Are there any like plugins that you were really impressed with or uh, what are kind of your favorite plugins, you would say? Uh, uh, I haven't, oh, no, I, 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 use, I use it just the bare metal Frena stuff. So I even don't use the community stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, at all. So, you know, once I give a Freenas to the X system, I didn't was involved to Freenas at all because I, I learned about myself. For example, Freenas is um, based on the web UE interface. I, I, I made the conclusion of no more web UI <laughs> for mm -hmm. me. So I prefer text on console mode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back, <laughs> back to the back end where it's yeah, safe. Exactly. <laughs> it's great for a newbie if you don't you don't want to invest time to learn something is great. But by working on Freenas and by yes coding it, I've learned a lot. And so right now my, my current status is okay, I don't want to spend my time on graphical interface. So Yeah, I feel I think that a lot of people feel that way that come from uh, or use uh, a lot of text based systems. I know a lot of developers I work with, they, they want to like keep it very minimal and, and uh, very small and uh, don't include large CSS uh, stuff in it. But you know, if, if it doesn't look bright and shiny, it's hard to sell it and uh, get users and this entire user, user sphere there. Uh, so yeah, so that was your kind of involve or uh, that was your path into FreeBSD and the FreeNAS project. And, uh, yeah. You, you stayed at FreeBSD? Have you done other things with FreeBSD? And uh, uh, sure. what's your relationship to that? Yeah, so I discovered uh, when I start patch uh, the Mono Wolf to create FreeNAS, I discovered FreeBSD at this moment. It was my first, I wasn't aware of this operating system. Oh. So it was a surprise. But okay, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I, don't uh, I try not to be a fanboy of every operating system. I try to to keep open my mind. Yeah. Mind open. Great. Uh, so I give the first talk about FreeNAS at the BSD conference, and I like all the, a lot of the community, the, the guys I met, and 
people I met in, in, the, in the community. Um, so after freelance, because I was a network engineer, I started to do more networking stuff. And I start to use a FreeBSD more on routing, uh, like as a router or stuff like that. Um, on my previous company was a telco. I was working in the lab when they were doing lots of network bench, Cisco device, Juniper device, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my question was, hey, why not uh, starting to bench FreeBSD too with all the knowledge we have we had as as a telco? So I start doing lots of uh, network related bench for FreeBSD. Uh, that I, I publish them uh, regularly. Um, I started uh, another open source project called BSD Water Project okay. uh, because it's all I learned from freelance. I, uh, my purpose was to just to create uh, yes uh, a stripped down free BSD with all the stuff uh, used from as, as a router without a web interface, just command line. <laughs> um, I'm still planning with this project. It's a, it's a funny project. Um, that's it. So I still try, no, uh, my, my ultimate goal is to learn uh, C coding a lot more to be able to, to patch the kernel by myself or fix the bug. I, but it's, it's my dream. <laughs> so, so you port the Juniper and Cisco to FreeBSD or uh, did you actually uh, get FreeBSD up and running in production? No, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, on my project, I'm, I'm just maintaining uh, the project called BIRD. BIRD, it's, it's a routing protocol daemons on okay. the FRR too. It's a quagra fork. Uh, and I just, um, I'm the port maintainer for, for this software. And we are using this uh, software on FreeBSD as a router. Oh, that's cool. So did you, uh, did you fork, the, did you take anything from PFSense when you started working on the BSD router project or you no, were no, like, no. I'm gonna do it from scratch? I do it from scratch. Nice. <laughs> no, there's no point. PFSense is a, it's a, is a PFSense or OpenSense. They are a great uh, project in the same, I would say, philosophy of the first monowall, the, the grandfather of all of them. It's a web UI with uh, there's a target firewall or I would say, or enterprise or stuff like that. I didn't want to conflict with them when I start BSD Watcher project. Uh, this way I never, uh, it's it just a command line, a very stripped down command line uh, project. And I've learned something with Freenas. Uh, when I'm, I create Freenas, okay. uh, Freenas use his own configuration mode. It was based on PHP with a very specific uh, configuration. So, if you were a very experimented FreeBSD administrator, and when you want to start to debug a FreeNAS, you could not use all your knowledge because you cannot configure a FreeNAS like a FreeBSD system, okay? It's too highly customized system. Okay. And so my, when I start to do BSD water project, my goal was to, I want to keep uh, the most FreeBSD ID at, at all. Uh, I want that, uh, yeah, my target is I want a FreeBSD sysadmin uh, be able to, to use it and to troubleshoot like a real uh, FreeBSD system. So, yes, it's, uh, this is, so I, I, I hope I don't, I don't conflict with the project as PFSense or OpenSense because I've got a totally different, I hope it's a, a so different goal with BSD Water Project. Um, there is no web UI, so I believe without this, all of home users will don't try to use it, <laughs> perhaps. So the, the audience will be more, uh, yeah, 
a lot more than with the free SRPSD. And it's a strict version of FreeBSD, right? It's embedded yeah, FreeBSD in NanoBSD. Yeah, NanoBSD is a FreeBSD script. Okay. Uh, it's, yes, it's an embedded NanoBSD is a script embedded with FreeBSD. It's a great, uh, great idea. It's this, this script is just uh, it's a tool that build a stripped down FreeBSD version on it build a firmware image on the the target is to to run a FreeBSD on the, how they call that, and with non-rotating disk device. So it's a great tool for building a FreeBSD appliance. It's a very hard tool. So, so I was not aware about FreeBSD and NanoBSD when I started Freena. So I believe <laughs> I will choose perhaps different there's an NBSD based freelance in the beginning, if I was aware about perhaps, I don't know. So you get kind of a custom FreeBSD kernel with the, the user land and a lot of extra flow. Yeah, you, you remove a lot of uh, options you don't need in the appearance, yeah. But, but uh, does it still use uh, regular FreeBSD packages and uh, configuration files and... Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a real FreeBSD, so this is great. That, that, that's awesome, that's awesome. I'm a I'm, I'm network engineer at, uh, I'm working for Netflix as a for Netflix. Yes, um, oh, cool. we are using uh, our open connect appliance are using NanoBSD. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I heard a lot of rumors that Netflix are using a lot of uh, FreeBSD and they're using... Uh, it's not a rumor, we talk about uh, openly. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all have nice. code, uh, all our improvement to FreeBSD are pushed to the to the, the FreeBSD branch, uh, the official branch. So yeah, awesome. we are using uh, the Open Connect appliance, you know, the, the CDN network of Netflix. Uh, we build our own server on their own build on FreeBSD. Nice. So you're serving uh, all the movies uh, thanks to FreeBSD. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so amazing. And uh, Let's talk a bit about the Yandex patches because Yandex is the, the Russian search engine that's also using FreeBSD. So what are the Yandex patches and what do they do? Wow, this is a... <laughs> Poor question, so, baby. Yeah, uh, uh, I believe you talk about BSD water project here and with the network performance, yeah, okay. So the network stack of FreeBSD is right now very, very good to serve five. Uh, okay. This is one of Netflix, for example. Uh, but when I think serving is very good as an endpoint device, so to serve TCP or UDP stream or stuff like that. But when you want to start FreeBSD as a router, I mean, as forwarding packet, you receive packet from one interface and you have to forward, you have to look up a routing table and to send to another interface. Mm -hmm. uh, the networking stack of FreeBSD is not very, very good at that. <laughs> There's lots of uh, locking problems or stuff like that. But hopefully, very good network engineer on FreeBSD kernel developer previously worked from Yandex or from Russia. Um, hmm. um, there was working on improving this part of FreeBSD because uh, even the firewall of FreeBSD or stuff uh, like that. So they use, the, so they know they have the same problem as me during my bench when I, I spot the, on when they want to try a patches, they, they send me the patches and after testing, they was pushed on the FreeBSD. Nice, this is, this that's is very nice. nice. It's, it's, uh, 
international community. And right now, a previous developer is never works for Yandex, it's, uh, but he's still working on improving the FreeBSD routing stack. In the coming months, we will, I believe, we'll see lots of good improvement uh, on the stack. Nice, nice. Because uh, FreeBSD, they've taken OpenBSD's PF, uh, right, and then they modified it. We've got three firewalls system uh, into into uh, FreeBSD. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got IPF. I believe it's what mono. I believe it's the same firewall I use on Sun system. So it's okay. quite old, but still maintain on FreeBSD firewall. We've got the native IPFW firewall on FreeBSD, which is okay. very performant. I like to use it personally, and we've got the PF from OpenBSD. Uh, but the, the problem with OpenBSD is uh, all their code are not very, uh, I would say, multi-core, multi-threaded, or stuff like that. So there was a so the FreeBSD uh, project improved this, the code. Uh, this why the code is quite different right now. The PF from FreeBSD is very is old uh, compared to the OpenBSD, but it's yeah. more, yeah, it's faster uh, than more the OpenBSD. Yeah. It's the trade-off. This why, yeah, so at the end, we've got three firewalls on giants on FreeBSD. What firewall is the BSD router project running? Oh, you can use, I believe, I believe Whatever I can I believe I keep a packet filter on IPFW. And as okay. a user, you can use what you want, to, the one you want to use. Uh, as a network guy, um, the, for me, the advantage of PF is there's a feature called PF Sync. It's able to synchronize yeah. the state table of, with two firewalls. This is, this is in the case of you need a stateful firewall, but lots of people don't, does not need a stateful firewall, they just need a stateless firewall. And as a network uh, engineer, uh, in my use case, usually I, I need a stateless firewall, not a stateful. So um, uh, for, for, for this usage, IPFW for my usage is a lot, I believe, uh, give, give a lot more performance than with PF. Oh, nice. So you prefer to use that then? Because, yeah, for my usage, because I don't need a stateful firewall for my usage. And I don't need to have two firewalls synchronized with the, the PF things. But if you need, if you want to have two firewalls in high availability mode on stateful, there is no choice. You need to use the PF things. So. Nice. So at my, uh, at my home firewall, I use Suricota for my uh, ideas, uh, intrusion detection system. Have you ever thought about uh, including support for like Suricorta or Snort, uh, including support for a uh, intrusion detection system for the BSD router project? Can you, what, what feature do you need? Or are you looking for? So an uh, intrusion detection system. So basically uh, yeah. uh, Snort okay. or Suricata or... Yeah, no, you... uh, no, because like I say, BSD router project is, I try to target routing, not firewalling. Okay. I try, okay, because uh, this, if you want a firewall, I will say, hey, use PFSense or OPNSense. <laughs> uh, and so BSD router process is very, very, uh, yeah, I try to target network engineer or network user, not security. And so I do, uh, so there is no Suricata uh, or stuff like that in BSD virtual project. And I don't plan to include that. 
have you had uh, a, a similar user adoption for the BSD router project as you had with Freenas? Do you know if there's like companies that run BSD yes. router project in data centers and stuff like that? Yes, I was because my nice. previous job, we were using it. So awesome, awesome. And how 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 has the performance been? They're all happy with it, and uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Nice, very nice. So yeah, another, I was looking at your uh, FreeBSD User Summit group talk, and there is a, a really nice quote from you. To start, you just need an idea. Skills are not important because you will learn them along the way. I think that's just <laughs> so amazing because that like summarizes a lot of entrepreneurs and open source developers in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is what is great with all the, the computing world is you just for example if, if i want to play to create a car in my garage it will cost me a lot of money because i will have to buy lots of okay book but lots of material lots of tools and so if you don't have money it's quite difficult to start this kind yeah. of project but with Computing, you just need a, a small computer on all the all the lessons are online. Like yeah, on all documentation. Need, yeah, all the documentation on you just need a, a computer, a small one, because with SSH you can do what you don't care. So it's yeah, it's it's great. For be a self-learning person, it's great. <laughs> and even all you, you just have uh, an idea. There is no physical limit to your idea. You can, there's no limit. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. So yeah, is there any fun features that you're currently working on for the BSD router project that you want to get up and uh, up and running or? No, no, no. I'm waiting for the, still the, <laughs> Patch is the new routing stack from uh, the, the guy, his name is Alexander Chernikov. It's, uh, um, I'm still waiting for his patches. This is, uh, no, my, my current day job took me <laughs> a lot of my uh, focus because it's a great job. So uh, my, no, I'm just following, the, I'm just doing that and right now i'm benching the multiple for example uh, i'm trying to bench the performance of multiple vpn technology for example on oh. and freebsd i'm trying to bench open vpn against wireguard because right now the freebsd project have uh, kernel modules of, for wireguard so oh. i try to compare the user on modules against the kernel modules against ipsec and stuff like that so this this is what i was doing before the call <laughs> oh nice How's that going? Uh, WireGuard is performing pretty good against uh, open, uh, open WireGuard right? Amazing. I was very impressed because without the need of, of acceleration feature like ASNI for AS, yeah. without it, he has very huge performance. So with a standard code and standard CPU, so it's quite impressed. Yeah, I'm quite very impressed with the wireguard. Yes, it's a cool feature. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want to port uh, my open VPN uh, features uh, or my open VPN instances to wireguard, but I, I haven't had the time. And I also got I written this nice like deploy script for open VPN. So I just roll it out with Ansible and then wait a couple of minutes and then it's installed. So yeah. Yeah, but previously I was a big uh, deployment of OpenVPN, but what's cool with OpenVPN is the certificate. When, when you, you deploy it on a, a company, it's 
lots easier to, to manage the certificate, the user certificate. With WireGuard, I didn't find this, so it, it would be perhaps more complex, I don't know, for, for administrator point of view, I would say. Oh, are you running uh, WireGuard personally for any personal projects or? Uh, no, 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 I started to discover WireGuard a few few weeks ago. Only. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, so, are you are you currently running FreeNAS at home and using it for uh, yes. your local NAS? Uh, yes, <laughs> but like I said, it's a very strict minimum uh, version. So let's jump into a bit of uh, hardware. Me personally, for my routers home, I run an APU uh, box with uh, OpenBSD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, APU 2 or? I think it's APU 3, something. Okay. Uh, not sure exactly. What hardware do you use and what do you recommend for people that want to use BSD router project? Oh, for BSD, it depends on your, of your throughput you need. <laughs> uh, for, for, for example, there is, um, for BSD router project, uh, you, you can have you, you can fall in very, you can have various problems very quickly. Okay. Uh, one example, for example, in France, if you have a fiber optical at home, uh, the telco, uh, some telco will force you to use, uh, for example, a PPP uh, OE uh, over the internet. Okay. If, if you are doing that on the PC Engine's APU, which has uh, four cores, uh, it means your network interface will use four Q uh, on a FreeBSD to use one queue for each core. But once you will use PPPOE over, your driver will not be able to share the load between all the queues. So mm -hmm. you will end up to use only one CPU. On the performance of your system, I don't think you can reach gigabyte uh, because you will lose a lot of performance for that. So there are, it's, I would say it depends on a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, the PC Engine's APU are great for standard uh, gigabyte, I would say, uh, routing, but no more on, on that. It's, um, even with a firewall, I believe you will reduce. If you enable, for example, a PF at it, you will lower down your, your speed, but it's, it's depend. I try on the BSD Ultra project. I try to publish the bench of multiple hardware with and try to explain uh, yes, uh, depending of your throughput, what, what kind of on even depending on the VPN feature or the firewall feature you're using, how the impact on the on the setup. For example, uh, on FreeBSD, is you enable the VLAN feature, just a VLAN configuring a VLAN, there is yeah. an impact on the throughput. Uh, so every feature you add uh, have some impact on your setup. Okay. It's it's at the end it's not so easy to <laughs> to, to to bench a FreeBSD or even any kind any kind of router depending on the of the configuration. I think. Oh, okay. Do you have uh, because I, I guess FreeNAS is being shipped by uh, like commercial NAS as well, like Synology and other companies are shipping FreeNAS as default operating system. Or no. maybe I might be wrong on that. Uh, it's, I don't, I have no idea about it, but it's quite strange because I believe Synology are using very small, uh, like ARM processor or stuff like that. Oh yeah, maybe. As I should, because if you don't want to have too lots of power consumption at, uh, consumption at home with your, your NAS running every day, they need to take care of this, I believe. I hope for them. <laughs> 
So uh, a, a really nice feature about uh, FreeNAS is also the uh, ZFS, the file system features. How did, why did you switch from like, how, how has the file system evolved in FreeNAS over time? <laughs> uh, on the beginning, I was using UFS, a standard FreeBSD um, file system. On, on during my first talk about FreeNAS, it was in, in Canada, I believe it was 2007, perhaps, I don't remember. Okay. There was a guy talking about ZFS and his works about porting ZFS to, to, to FreeBSD. And I was in the room and I was listening to this guy talking. Nice. I said, hey, what, what's this file system? I had no idea but what's this file system before. Uh, so I discovered this file system and the problem is I was, I was just a network guy. I was not... A, I never touched a real uh, professional NAS in my life. So mm. when people ask me feature like, hey, can you add a snapshot, for example, I have no idea what a snapshot is and what it's useful for. Because yeah. as a own user, I just put a photo on it. It just uh, works, yeah. So, yeah, so I remember uh, during this talk, on my first reaction about ZFS, I was very afraid of ZFS because as a newbie, it's very easy to, easy, yes, it's easy to, more ideas to understand a file system, how to tune a file system like UFS, because it's old, but simple file system. If you want to start to play with ZFS, I will say you have to read a book before to try to tune it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of features. Yes, there's a lot of feature, a lot of knowledge to gain, to be able to use that. Um, each time there is a new technology to use, uh, even as a network engineer, um, and if to be able to use this technology, I had to read three or three books. From it, there's a problem somewhere <laughs> because uh, it's hiding something. I don't know. So, so on the beginning during years, I was very afraid of adding ZFS to Freenas because I, I know I didn't have the knowledge to do that because I, so I didn't do it. I believe it's X system after I give Freenas to them. Oh, they did it. Oh. Yeah, it's, you... I, was, I was too afraid. It, it, it's a so complex, crazy file system. I said, okay, uh, I, I never touched a NAS, in my, a real NAS in my life, a professional NAS. So I said, okay, uh, I would, uh, at the moment, uh, Freenas was good for a newbie when you start, but at the moment you have to, to say, okay, uh, I'm not able anymore because I don't have any time or uh, to do that. I need yeah. to pass the baby to someone else who will bring it uh, more. Um, X system did a great job for that. Are you personally running SATAFS right now? No. No, because you, <laughs> you never get it. I don't have RAM on my system for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. On my personal development server, sure. Uh, my I, at, at uh, office, I work. Yes, sure. My development server and my laptop, but my NAS, no. It's too old. <laughs> I need to upgrade it. Uh, what do you think of it? Have you gotten uh, Have you gotten your hands uh, dirty with it yet? And do you kind of know the basic features of it? Or uh... oh uh, yes, the, um, when. In my job, I have to build lots of free BSD, full free BSD every day. Lots nice. Of every day. 
So the catching feature of the read and write catching feature of the FS improved a lot the, the, the build process. So it's, okay. So uh, working with ZFS is almost like working with a, a RAM disk. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's that fast. Oh. Almost, I would say, because but your RAM will be a lot. This is why you need some RAM to play with because by default there's an arcade of stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> but this is for, on my professional server. Yes, this is what I'm using, right? Because on on FreeBSD, there's a feature to call um, the boot environment system. So because we, we are working with the latest uh, FreeBSD, we upgrade it every week. Uh, every week. Uh, to the latest okay. fresh news so okay. when you reboot your server you don't you can have a very bad joke because you, you found a regression big regression or stuff like that on with the boot of your own feature you can reverse very very quickly to your previous states with a snapshot feature or stuff like that so it's great oh nice nice yeah. oh th yeah that's a very nifty feature to have just to be able okay. to roll back like that exactly that's, that's awesome. So I think we covered most of Freenas. Is there anything about Freenas that we've forgotten? I, I believe it's. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's all. Uh, no, when the, I, I forgot to talk about because when I worked on Freenas in the beginning, um, a guy joined me and helped me and even take the lead of the project during my absence. On, okay. I, I, talk, I, I talk about the Freenas from X system the NAS for free from the old European community. Um, this developer uh, start a full, full new project, uh, but based on Linux. It's called Open Media Vault. I believe you know about it. It's a, yeah, I heard about it. And the developer of it is a previous main free NAS developer with me. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, the open source is- It's forking okay. off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. So when you handed over FreeNAS to IX systems, was there any special features that you wanted them to to kind of work on, except for the file system? No, my, I, I, my only my only request was to be sure it's a uh, open source and free. It was my main request. As I know, we talk about the, the evolution, the, my idea of uh, of the feature I would like to 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 add to it uh, for the rewriting of FreeNAS. So they were totally agree. So like, no, I didn't have to. It was natural transmission. To, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So what does the future hold for the BSD router project? Oh yeah, my Is dream. It? My dream with this is to Cisco publish um, open source routing engine uh, based on DPD key. It was called if I. Uh, what's the name? I forgot. It's um, I believe it's uh, FastIO. I don't remember the name. FD, FDIO. Yeah. So uh, I was very surprised when Cisco did that because okay. as an old Cisco engineer, Cisco on open source is not very good friend. Yeah. Cisco switch correctly switch. They push online as an open source project uh, all their framework, a very efficient routing framework for server called uh, FDIO based on DPD key. And my dream is to one day to find this uh, on FreeBSD. So, nice. but I don't have the, <laughs> the, the competencies, the level to do it myself. So I'm trying to just uh, looking at it. 
all the DPDK feature or stuff like that to, to be part of FreeBSD. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just more, yes, looking at the, what is doing, what's coming, um, following the, what the developer of FreeBSD are doing on, on that is. That's awesome. Is there anything uh, about the BSD router project that we missed? No, okay. Is there other project using the nano BSD? Is that widely adopted or are you the, um, one of the main I, users? I, no, I believe there is some quite of company that using it. Oh, for like <laughs> IoT embedded stuff for... Yeah, I believe mm. because the concept of, you know, uh, uh, the I'm, a, I'm, I'm coming from network world. So, uh, as a network engineer, you are used to play with appliance. On mm -hmm. when you have to upgrade an appliance, it's very easy. Okay, you you have the, the new firmware, you put it, you go good, and it's done. Um, with Nano BSD, it's you manage uh, operating system the same way. You you have a new firmware, and you put it on your uh, on your server, you reboot, and it's done. You have the new version. Uh, with all the package, all the operating system, you know. So it's like uh, managing a server, but like a network appliance, it's very, it's when you have a lot of server, uh, we appreciate a lot uh, working like, uh, like that. So it's, yes, it's, uh, so I believe some people are using NanoBSD for that, um, but we are not aware because they don't talk about it. But like I said, Netflix are using it. And, how does it handle like uh, uh, downtime and stuff like that? If you need to manually compile it each time, there's a new uh, uh, there's a new kernel version. Uh, right now, I've got to compile who finish. I will say to build the f I will say the, so the build uh, to build the FreeBSD, the all the world, the, all the tools, the kernel on all the ports. For example, the HTTP server, Python, Perl, stuff like that. Uh, on my development server right now, I need 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah, that works. So nice. I think uh, we covered most of it. Do you have any other projects that you're working on on your free time that is not BSD Rust uh, project? <laughs> any fun ideas that you want to put in into other people's computers or? Uh... Oh. Uh, right now, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I didn't prepare this question. Uh, <laughs> fun idea uh, I had. Uh, no, I don't have. I don't think. Not on top of your head. No. Mm -hmm. No. All right. So, uh, where do people keep updated on your work? How do people stalk you? Uh, how can how can people follow the progress of the BSD router project? Uh, the web page. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So there's a mailing list, but I believe the web page is the main uh, main sources, and perhaps an IRC channel too. But all is on the on the web page. Nice. Is it on the Freenode or Fnet the IRC channel? I believe it's Freenode. Okay. Cool. All right. I think that sums it up for this episode. This has been FreeNAS and the BSD Router Project. Thank you so much, Oliver, for taking the time with us today. And uh, we're going to have you on another time, I think. Totally. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, bye.